Welcome back to another episode of the Hooligans Pitch. As always, this is Michael, and along with me is... Chad. Chad, Chad, Chad. Well, Chad and I were coming at you bright and early on Sunday morning because we just had a doozy of a matchup between our two clubs. And boy, let me tell you, I think we lost some years on our life. Lots of yelling, lots of thrills. Uh, some upsets, some some controversial plays, some things we've never seen before in the history yeah. of soccer, which which our commentators are now talking about it right now. Um, Chad, oh let's let's pop some beers. Let's make our beer mosas. Let's get into it. Um, what you drinking? What are you having? Well, mine's already prepped, but oh, you're um, good to go. What beer are you rocking with? I went with a fresh haze. Nice, nice. I, I was I was looking for. Um, you know the uh, the the juice haze from uh, New Belgium, but yeah, couldn't find it. Hmm. So I, I just didn't stars in the line. But okay, this is just as well a good substitute. So nice. Well, I am rocking with uh, New Belgium's Danger Beach IPA. Have you heard of this Danger one? Beach, very good, yeah. very tasty. That's what I did this morning for my first one. Um, Two parts beer, one part OJ for the Hooligans Pitch Beer Mosa. Highly recommend. It gets you started bright and early, and then it just keeps rolling throughout the day. Um, Pouring mine now. I'll be ready to go in just a minute here, Chad. But let's get rocking. 2-2. First question I want to ask you. um, Was that a point gained or two-point drop? Um, I mean, I think... Looking over the course of the game, I I felt both sides of that. <laughs> yeah, well, sixty minutes uh, you had the lead. Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, overall, um, you know, Arsenal's record away at Liverpool has not been great mm-hmm. in in recent history. So, you know, anything anything better than a loss, you know, is is a good result here. As much as the win would have been nice, like a point is still a point closer to the title you know it takes back a little bit that eight point gap that we had on city but um you know it, it's not as far back as it could have been so you're, you're still a game up um yeah potentially two depending on what goes uh city's way with that game they still have to make up but mm-hmm. let's kind of start with the game i mean arsenal scored early and that definitely had me uh nervous um <laughs> Never like going down early. The crowd just yeah. seemed so disengaged after that first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, defending look out of place. We just looked kind of dead inside. Uh, how did you feel after that first goal? Um, like, if I came into it, oh, what, last week I think I said I was a 7 out of 10 on the, like, confidence scale. Yeah. As it's got closer, is probably more like a... Probably six-ish, maybe a touch under. Um, so then, you know, getting that goal early was like some relief, but it was, you know, not too early, but early enough where there's plenty of game time left. So I was like not trying to get too ahead of myself, but mm-hmm. it's always nice to get that early goal, get some of that pressure off. Um, and I mean, yeah, like Liverpool didn't exactly look up for it initially. So no, a different game i think <laughs> yeah absolutely our, again it, it all comes down to our defending at least the first half um we'll talk about our execution later in the second half but the first half once we saw us going down one um 
and then quickly two because of some atrocious Virgil Ooh. defending, just caught in no man's land. I don't know what he was processing there yeah. instead of marking because Robertson was behind him and. Mm. I don't know. They've been playing long enough together to know that Robertson is not going to win any aerials um, yeah. against those strikers. And and Gabby, uh, Jesus he, just I'm, got up. I mean, yeah, even then, like, Virgil's not even on on Gabby. He's, he's I don't know no. that he even really checked. No, he was, he was blind he was, to it. He was, he was, you know, defending no one, defending a space. But, like, <laughs> you can't be doing that. Like, yep. So. And... It felt like Trent was getting burned for most of that game. Um, again, he's not one to, you know, be a crazy defender. That kind of seems to be the name of, of how wingbacks are playing right now. They're not the most reliant when it comes to, to either tracking back or, or checking who's on the wings. But, um, yeah, going down 2-0, I, I started the game probably out of 7 as well. I know, maybe a little overconfident for, for <laughs> Liverpool fans right now. After the first goal, it went to like 5 and then after a second, dude, it was like two. And then, and then, Chad, I know it might not have been much, but Jocko waking up Trent. I don't know why that was the play that woke that man up. Can't tell you. If that's all it took, why didn't we do this months ago? Just have, like, someone run into him or put him in no man's land and just get bumped into. That was the... It, there's players like that in every sport where you just don't want to set off. Now... Mm. I didn't think Trent was one of those people. Um, I I'm honestly shocked. He like kind of decided to step up and be like, you know what? I'm going to get this yeah. ball down. I'm going to start playing more central. Um, even the shot he took near, near late in the game. I was like, I'm cool with that. Like that's yeah. the, that's the confidence that we've been looking for all season long. Um, but what killed me inside is the way solid played today. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think both sides kind of had some players like that where it's like they maybe try to take on a little too much or, um, you know, got caught up in, in some of the emotions of the game, something like that. Like, I mean, yeah, Sala was the main outlet for so much of that game. I mean, as he is in almost every game, I guess. But um, It felt more so today. It felt like they were trying to go through him a lot today. Yeah, which, I mean, makes sense. He's on Zinchenko's side. They know Zinchenko tucks in, um, so you're kind of forcing, you know, Big Gabby to come out and, and mark him or Zinchenko to run back. So, like, you're kind of playing on that uh, maybe lack of communication between those two and then Salas squirts through or, you know, just outpacing one of them. And, you know, for the most part, I'd say um, Big Gabby did a pretty good job of, like, keeping Sala in check. Um, and Zinchenko would, like, kind of come back sometimes not all the time uh but i mean those times that he gets through and he's just driving that goal is just like i know what this guy is capable of that's terrifying <laughs> but, it's, it's super fun to watch on my side of him just sprinting straight at you and i'm just like there's so oh, much yeah. that can happen here um you know what is to come and unfortunately you know the one goal which is fine the miss pk that was just awful uh, I don't know. That's, that's two in a row now that he's just like yeah. really bad on. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I was going to ask at this point, like, do you give him the next one as trying to like get him back into it? Or do you just give him like at least one off and, you know, maybe just kind of reset his, his thinking a little bit? Or um, I think you give him one more and, and hopefully a game that isn't as, 
I don't know, maybe high level crucial. Yeah. Um, we have yeah. lead, we have leads next week, so um, okay. if we have to go against leads and he gets a PK opportunity and we are up, I'm totally happy uh, yeah. with him taking it. Um, however, the last two have just been really weak and, and misplaced, um, and, and Klopp not wanting to watch. That's a little concerning. <laughs> I don't I don't like that as a manager. Does he does he normally watch or, or? you know I. I think I think he it, it goes either way. Sometimes I know he I've seen him not watch, but also yeah. I have seen him watch, and I think maybe for the ones in the the big moments that he really needs, he isn't watching. But to go off crowd reaction instead of just looking, <laughs> like that was gonna hurt. Like that, dude, that sucks. And I mean, at least at least his his initial celebration was like pretty subdued. It was calm. It was like a little like, like a little... I mean, yeah. Could you imagine he just starts sprinting? And... <laughs> Like, Thank goodness that didn't happen. That would have been, that would have been bad luck. <laughs> that would have been a meme forever. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was really unfortunate. Um, I kind of want to talk about that elbow on Robertson, just because that is something that, as far as I know, has never happened before in professional uh, mm-hmm. football. Especially, in, I mean, maybe somewhere around the world it has, but at least documented like how it just was. Um, the PGMOL issued an apology letter within the second half of the game, which doesn't happen ever. Like (laughs) now you, you, you make this, you make this referee a fan, that fan's going to jail and is banned for life. So, so either fan or, you know, if it's player versus ref, like, you know, that player's getting banned for eight games, fined, whatever. But look at Mitrovic, he pushed a ref and that was like, you know, they are on the same level, but nowhere near. The yeah, same caliber. Can you imagine Mitrovic elbowing someone in the face? Like that's, it's like, yeah, that's crazy. I, I don't know. I don't know what that guy was thinking. Like, I don't think there was any real controversy going. You know, fouls or no fouls on his side. Like, it seemed pretty straightforward. The refing he was doing over there, and I don't know. I mean, you know, Robertson is gonna <laughs> let him know what he thinks about a play just as much as any other player will. But like. I don't know. I think Robertson might go a little bit more, uh, well, a little yeah, bit more I mean, over the top. You know, it, it's not something you shouldn't be used to of like just right. letting the player ramble on. You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. But like, yeah, to throw an elbow in this day and age, where we got cameras <laughs> everywhere too. It's like, what do you do it? <laughs> it's like it's his. It might have been his first time ever working with Robertson, and like, okay. hey man, that guy is, could be like a little knife, just jabbing in you and twisting and turning. Yeah. It finally broke that ref. However. It could have he could have yelled at him. There's so there's so many other things yeah. that could have happened. Um, I was it, just so confused. You know, going into half, I saw you know Robertson yelling at at the refs and Henderson was back too. there. You know, backing him up, and then there's a yellow come out. I was like, what are they complaining about? Like, I, I thought you know they were still going on about some earlier play or something or like the penalty or something. I don't know, but um, I mean, yeah, to have that happen. And I, f- I feel like it's kind of weird then if you're going to investigate this and, and, you know, release a statement mid-second half, like, I think once that ref is being investigated, you got to pull him from the game, right? Exactly. Exactly. You can't have that referee still in there because, I, you know, I'm not sure what side he was on. I'm not even sure what referee it was. Was it the James Milner lookalike? I think so, because they okay. kept showing him, and I was like, why do they keep showing this guy? But, ah, that makes so much more sense. Because, yeah, I didn't know about the elbow until after the game. Yeah. Um, it really it really wasn't talked about during, but the whole the whole 
you know, yellow card for Robertson at halftime. I thought that was because of uh, the the PK shout that could have happened right before half. Um, you know, it was like it wasn't even close to being a PK, but I was like, damn, yeah. they like really wanted it. Yeah. But that was just shocking after I saw the video, and it was <laughs> it, it was clear he hit him and he jerked back a little. It didn't look like it was uh, you know nothing to obviously hurt him, but enough to yeah. be like, yo, what did you just do? Yeah, um, I thought because Kyle heard about it first because I, I was getting dishes done and stuff after the game and he was like oh yeah the ref like elbowed Robertson I was like what so I thought it was going to be like less of an elbow more of like a, a push away yeah but no it's like Holy <laughs> <boop>. <laughs> it's crazy Wild. absolutely insane <laughs> um the the Ramsdale yellow did that happen because when Sala got the PK he like didn't want to go in the goal box I don't know. I, I mean, I guess... Because he was outside the 18 when, like, yeah, they were kind of setting I, up. I don't... I mean, I think that it's it, it's all kind of the, you know, the hubbub around a, a PK is, is everyone, you know, wants to go say their piece of the ref and all this stuff and, you know, Drama. delay the game a little bit. Yeah. I don't think there's anything egregious there where it's like he was pulling an Emmy Martinez dancing at the side or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't know. There was there's a few weird calls in this game, like which I get it is this was probably a, a tough one to ref anyway, because like it is two teams going at it, and you know both pretty um, active, like high energy teams, and you're gonna have some strong challenges and, and all this sort of stuff. So like you kind of have to find that balance of like what's allowed, what's not. So, I don't know. Overall, I think the refing was fine. I um, just think there's some calls that were just a little bit off for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can agree with that. I, I thought some calls were overly hard and didn't get called, and then some of that were really soft and then did get yeah. called. I was like, oh, all right. Um, <laughs> you know, the PK shout that Sala received, I, I do think Jota beat holding to the ball it was a softer like pk but i mean that's uh, yeah it's one of those i mean look look at the last game that arsenal and liverpool played is you know not exactly the same thing but the same sort of situation where like someone got there first right and it's you know just kind of that coming together and i mean we've seen that called and 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 not called. called. And so, not called. Yeah, not it called, can go the so. other way. That could have easily gone the other way too. And I remember like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, yeah. and now it's, it just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what side you're on. It's like it, yeah. it can all be jumbled. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this PK because there are other ones. Uh, maybe not PKs, but but disallowed goals that were just mind-boggling this weekend. And uh, yeah, we want to talk about that. But um, I want to get your thoughts when you saw Bobby Firmino come on. Did you get? Did you get a little nervous there? Because I, I, I got extra motivated. I'm not going to lie. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, always a threat. And you don't see him too often this season. But, you know, especially against Arsenal, he's he's had some great goals. And uh, he just kind of has that knack to kind of float in those in-between spaces and, and pop up in the perfect position to get the goal, which he kind of did here. I mean, um you know, maybe not as as floaty on the goal that he got, but I mean, th- to jump and get that header that's like kind of like a fadeaway header, it was like, I mean, you got to give it to him. Zinchenko should have defended better anyway, but that's that's a 
that's my gripe with with the subs that maybe <laughs> for or weren't made, I guess, in time. Well, just yeah, a little. He, as soon as that happened, he pulled him. It was like that came, uh, what thirty seconds too late. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, for me, it was like, I mean, I guess, kind of jumping ahead, but um, when you're pulling off Odegaard, putting in Kivior, going the back three, you might as well pull Zinchenko too, because he's not your typical, you know, like left back wing back sort of situation um so i think your balance on that side kind of gets a little weird then mm-hmm. so if you would have just pulled zinchenko out and put tierney in then tierney's more accustomed to that role he's he's i'd say a little bit better on that one-on-one defending um not to say that his goal might have not still happened but i think the setup would have been a little bit more stable with tierney in there instead of zinchenko no that's fair were you were you I don't want to say shocked, but at least like concerned with the amount of touches Liverpool was getting throughout the whole second half. Because I mean, that's that's what I prefer. Let us let us control the game. Um, yeah, I mean, it felt like you know that Arsenal started well, got the two goals, and I don't know. Then just kind of uh, maybe lost a little bit of focus on like the football side of the game and put a little bit more focus into like the. Uh, I guess emotional side, if you want to call it. Um, so a lot of their like passes or just second balls uh, were just a little bit rough, and you know that whole second half, um, Liverpool pressed a lot better than they did in the first half, and I'd say they mm-hmm. have better than they have in a lot of games this season. Oh, that was one of our better games of the year by far. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's. <laughs> It was it was annoying to watch for sure, like to just kind of have zero control, and then the times where we get the ball, it's like a misplaced pass or you know a rough touch or or whatever it might be. But um, yeah, I thought we were gonna hang on and and escape with the one goal lead there. But um, I mean, Ramsdale making some great saves back there. Um, even Allison, you know, he he made some key saves and. Uh, Positioning was key for Allison today. He was in the right yeah. spot at almost all times. Um, yeah. But then again, you could argue so was Ramsdale. Uh, the deflections that he had to to you know parry away and and the Conate shot wild. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't put a head on that ball and wanted to use his chest. That would have been my like like one like okay, you could have probably done that a little different, got some power behind it. But the fact that Ramsdale got there. Totally insane. Um, I guess my only... It wasn't even a problem. I just thought the angle he took on Firmino's goal was a little crazy. Like, he was so... He was angled way too far into goal. Yeah. But I think Firmino was just so close. Like, he kind of had to do that. Um, yeah. But that was kind of the... I mean, he got beat on positioning because Zinchenko got beat. So, it yeah. wasn't like a purely, you know, his fault. It was a it was a sequence of things that happened to get him into that spot. Um, but yeah, Ramsdale is easily my player of of uh, the match. Um, he could easily be the, my defender of the week too if we're going to go that because he made some crazy fingertip saves. I mean, yeah, I kind of had I kind of had both Ramsdale and Allison for their saves and and positioning and stuff today as like defenders of the week. You know, um, Allison had a, a great save from Big Gabby's header. I mean, it's right to him, but you got to make that save. Yep. Um, and he had some other good. Um, 
like the, Terry's uh, on some crosses and stuff. The, and, the Sokka one, where where Sokka came yeah. in and Robertson had to kind of go last second slide. That was terrifying. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, yeah. He he was. I mean, he Allison hardly ever lets the team down back there. So True. you know, it, it was par for the course for him. But like, that's what he's 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 known for. He's he's good at holding down that back line and and being such a big presence for Liverpool. Um, so I mean, honestly, yeah, I'd kind of go for both of them as defenders of the week. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, he had one slip when he went to pass it, and I was like, "Be the one, <laughs> be the one." It didn't never, work out, you, but you never want to see that slip when it's coming against you because you know it's on the end of that. <laughs> it's crazy. There were there were. It wasn't a, a straight counter attack though. A lot of defenders yeah. were back, um, but then again, I was like, "You never know. You never know." Yeah. Um, three saves for Allison, four for Ramsdale. Um, that was a super fun game. If I was a neutral watching that, like I, I would be so. I mean, I was entertained as a, yeah. obviously a fan, uh, but you know, a little bit more invested in there. Um, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that felt like a, a you know, a, an actual like big six clash. Like these two top teams going at it. You know, and it's it looks like it's going one way and, and might get ugly, but Mm-hmm. The other side, you know, never say die sort of situation and fights the way back in and, like, really takes control of the match. Um, yeah, it ends in a draw, but, like, yeah, I mean, what, what, I think that's kind of what both sides would be okay with if you, like, said it at the start, like, shake hands, you both get a draw, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's probably fair on the day, too. So, man, that's just, if Liverpool can continue to play like that the rest of the season we can't why not we 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 only play to the level of our competition chad (laughs) well i don't know klopp's gotta go he's gotta go booty bump trent out there in the warm-up for real show him the highlights of this game or something like you gotta you gotta build on this you know it it wasn't a win but it it was a good fight back and Mm a good showing for Liverpool again. You know, that, that pressing is what they had been known for, and that's kind of been missing a lot this season. And, you know, now you did it, yeah, at home. So, like, you should have the upper hand, but you still came back from two goals down against, you know, league leaders at this point. So yeah. it's it's a big, it's a big like, statement draw, I guess. Like, not a statement for sure. win, obviously, but should be a good foot forward if, if they want to build on it <laughs> well a, a healthy tiago makes a huge difference yeah. um them being like here's the ball go find us like some movement mm-hmm. and that that's just so helpful he's such a commander on the pitch um henderson is not he did not have a great game in my opinion um you know a lot of balls in the box but like he, he just his presence didn't really feel that uh effective to me um I thought Nunez on the wing against Sinchenko was hilarious when he was going to try to do some crazy stepovers and did almost nothing. And I was like, and then he, yeah. just, he just like, he made one move, he got by him, which he's just yeah. bigger and faster, like simple as that. But then the second time he like stared at him and I was like, not again. <laughs> he just dumped it <laughs> off. I was like, okay, like fine with that. Um, yeah. Cause that made me a little nervous. Like you can't do it twice. You can't. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I had fun. I, I yelled quite a bit and, uh, when Bobby scored, I stared at Chris and I just went, Bobby! And she was like, <laughs> freaking crazy. Uh, but yeah. Whew. I just feel like 
Like I could go back to bed now. I, I I'm exhausted after that game. <laughs> I really could. I deserve a nap after that. Um. All right. Got anything more to say on that one? Um. No, I don't think so. I mean, a win would have been cool, but I'll take a draw. <laughs> yeah, you know, a draw just means we're not, you know, that upset at each other. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like the worst thing. I'd rather I'd rather have a draw than see you get beat 7-0. How about that? That's fair. I'll take yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, and I hope I hope vice versa too. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because because damn, we don't have to put that on our resume this year. <laughs> All right, Chad, you want to jump back a little? What game we want to talk about? There's so many that happened. Um, a couple of them that I kind of peeked through and, and, you know, did our little highlight viewing didn't seem that interesting to me. Uh, pretty boring, to be honest. And that's I'm referring to City Southampton, um, uh, yeah. pa- Palace Leeds, and then West Ham Fulham. Um, Bournemouth was okay. I, I thought Leicester, I'm surprised, honestly, Leicester didn't get that, at least a draw. Um, yeah, but I guess to start, maybe we just go to Leeds Crystal Palace because it's kind of relevant in my mind. Just a quick little pitch there on it. Um, Leeds had a great start. I watched the majority of this game until it was just kind of out of hand. Um, great start, great header by Bamford. Yeah, the, that's the, great. The pressure by Leeds was on, and then they do they did that thing again where they just keep running back and forth and have like no idea what to do. <laughs> And Palace had a, I don't know, kind of a similar mindset to start. And then they just started to break them down, um, Mm -hmm. catching them, you know, on the breaks, um, a little bit of a defensive, uh, you know, miscue um, by Leeds because they're just an engine that runs, but they don't know where they're running. And Crystal Palace put up five. I I turned my head for one second and it was three to one, then five to one. I was like, whoa. I mean, yeah, you know, you look at the, the time of the goals, it's, you know, 46, then 50, yeah. 55, 69, 77, like, you know, all kind of came in a little cluster, well, two wild. clusters, I guess, but, you know, considering where Palace was uh, prior to sacking Vieira and, you know, going three games without a shot on target or whatever and kind of just floundering, I don't know, I didn't think, I didn't think bringing Hodgson back was the move, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Here's what's crazy too, though, Chad. Back-to-back wins for Palace. They're only six points above the relegation zone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. is like the, the mid-table this year is just almost doesn't exist. I think your only mid-table <laughs> might be what from... Uh, I, I guess you could say like 11... Like nine, ten, eleven, maybe. Like, <laughs> is your mid table where you're kind of in that no man's land? Like, you know, Brentford's only a point off of Liverpool, so they're kind of still in that shout for a, a top six. But, um, you know, yeah, it's I guess nine and ten for sure. Your your mid table, and then like you're either maybe getting relegated or you're maybe getting into Europe. <laughs> it's crazy, and like I want to lock. I still, I, I do want to lock Southampton. I think there's no way they're going to get out yeah, of this. Yeah, I think they might be done, though. Leicester, super unknown. Forrest being in there now is like comical. Yeah, they're hit, <laughs> they're hitting the panic button. Do you think Steve Cooper's gone by next week? We did say if they lost this game that 
there'd be a chance that he would not be there um, the following week. Maybe. I think I think they play City next. Oof. So you maybe just like dump the manager now, take that city hit. Interim. And you know, yeah, get get the new guy in there and try and build for the, the last little run in, but Oh, they have a tough, tough stretch here, Chad. Oh, is it? City. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. Forest has Man United. Oh, United. Okay. United. Liverpool. Brighton, Brentford, Southampton, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, season over. Oof. <laughs> I don't think though. I don't know what who what games they'll win. Yeah, that, that's that's a rough one. They should beat Southampton. I don't know. Now that's a you know a relegation battle. That might you be know, it. Just just based on points right now, Southampton wins that. You know, they're they're one point away from safety. Like. <laughs> That might Oof. be it. Forrest might be done. Wow. Yeah, I mean I'd say I, I'm I'm locking in Southampton. I don't think they make it out. I'm looking at Leicester's lineup right now, and I think they have the easier schedule despite having some tough opponents. But they mm-hmm. got Man City, Wolverhampton, Leeds, Everton, Fulham, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham. About half half of those may be winnable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so I mean, it is Leicester. Then they is Leicester. They bottle it a lot. Games. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I can't wait to see how the bottom ends. Top ends too, but it's just like it's just yeah. you and City. Like there's no one else up there that's gonna take it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> But I mean, it's kind of a nice split at the top, I guess, right? Like you have the one and two that mm-hmm. are close enough to go for it, and then that three, four, five, three hit, you know, six, kind of all in there to to uh, fight for Champions League and mm-hmm. Europa League, and yeah, I mean, I think you'll have you'll have good looks all over the table, but I, mean, I don't know. It's going to be fun. All right. Uh, City, Southampton, uh, Holland on the board again. No surprise. Weird, wacky, awkward stretch of his leg goal. Uh, I think we kind of unanimously agree that that's probably goal of the week. I haven't seen anything like that in a while. Um, Despite there being good goals this week, that one was just like funky. That one was funky. Yeah, the way he, he... like tippy taps his feet to get kind of in in line with the ball, and then just like swings the leg. <laughs> that dude is six five, Chad. That's what I'm saying. He, it doesn't even look like he jumps. He just like swings that leg with all the power, and it just like propels his body to <laughs> do the like half bike kick thing. <laughs> yeah, that dude's a freak. I, I honestly, I don't know how he does it. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward there. Nothing. I don't know. Nothing out of the ordinary. If you would have told me that game was going to be 4-1, I probably would have agreed with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, City's rolling. Uh, Southampton, not so much. Um, just kind of going up my list here. Uh, then Ashton via Forest. Um, Via's rolling, man. Now they got Ollie Watkins scoring again. That dude is on a roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look great. I, it didn't seem like Forest really ever gave them any trouble. <laughs> And, you know, if, if Ollie's going to keep scoring, I mean, what? I think it was when Gerard was there, they were 19th 
and now they're up into six. Like, yeah. Emery's turnaround, uh, you know, with basically the same squad has just been incredible and not a great look for Gerard's managerial <laughs> career. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Essentially the same team. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just like almost like a Lampard sort of thing where maybe a little bit too big too soon. Like, not that Villa's a huge team, but, you know, it, it's a team that's been in the Premier League for a bit. It is Premier League, so, like, you're at a higher level. Like, I don't know. I think some of these former players turn managers are just trying to make that jump a little too quickly, I think, before they really have it set of <laughs> who's, uh, like, like how they're going to play and, like, what their, their style of play is. And they're, like, trying to figure out in the Premier League, mm. which is kind of a rough spot to do it. <laughs> well, the way Vincent Company has done it, um, we got a visitor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, coming up in the Premier League with Burnley, that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, super cool for him to, to – that. you know, that's what I wish just more managers would do uh, instead of going to these big clubs. Start with something, you know, that's challenging. Not not get these, like, squads that are already ready to go for you. Because if, yeah. if you screw them up, it looks way worse. But if, if uh, Company screwed up Burnley, no one would really know. No, and, and I mean, that's the thing is, you know, Burnley, yeah, had survived in the Premier League for a handful of seasons under Sean Dyche, but mm-hmm. they went down, you know, typically a, a team goes down, they don't come right back up. So he kind of has that free year, at least to just have them survive in a championship. Um, but not, I haven't watched any of their games, but like to get them to come back up right away a good look for him like even if he doesn't end up being a great manager like he's definitely gonna have some eyes on him from other teams that you know if lester survives this season like do you try and pull a company away from burnley Mm -hmm. because he you know just got them promoted you know i don't know but um cool to to see them back and you know already to have one promotion team confirmed like yeah I think I did watch them play against City. Um, obviously, they got smoked. I think it was 6 0. Um, so, like, you know, obviously, I think if they get to the Premier League, it will be a, you know, I, right now with the team they have, obviously, will be a relegation like team. But if they want to spend big money like Forrest, they just got to be really careful about who they bring in and making sure chemistry happens first. Now, Forrest did have some unfortunate injuries, so that chemistry yeah. couldn't really happen. Um, but they just got to bring in the right crew to make sure that, one, they stay healthy, and two, they all like each other. Um, yeah. That could have been the case with Forrest, but they all got hurt or, or had kind of weird egos like Lingard yeah. and, and you know not having Henderson for a chunk of the season. Like There's a lot of things that went wrong for that team. Niakate started out so good and then got hurt. So they brought in, you know, old man Willie Bali, and then he got hurt. So it's like yeah. they just kind of keep having to roll over these players and, and, and hope something sticks, and it just hasn't. Yeah, um, yeah and I, w- I would think, you know, companies been around in the game for a long time, you know, was, was captain for quite a long time. So he probably has a lot of guys, more experienced guys that look up to him and, you know, might be willing to come in to Burnley next year and True. be kind of a, a leadership role or, you know, just some more experience on the field and, um, you know, kind of just make sure they survive. You know, it's can kind of swing them that way of like, yo, 
Remember all those years I had your back? Pay me back now. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty interesting to see if, if any of those players job. I could totally see Ben Mee. Because, I mean, with Brentford, like, he's been great for exactly what they needed. Now, Burnley might be that next club for exactly what he needs because he's getting up there in yeah. age. He's not playing the entire game. But just having that mm-hmm. veteran presence to then come back to that team, um, I think that would be super neat for him to do that. Again, will it happen? I don't know. Brentford might say, no, no, like, yeah, yeah. we, we want to keep you. You're exactly what we need and what we want. Well, Look, if Everton goes down, Tarkowski back to Burnley. Crazy, right? <laughs> Crazy. That would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I think it could happen. I think there's a lot of players on Everton uh, who could, you know, obviously lead. And they're they have 27 points. They're in. I call that they're in the relegation zone. They are. Oh, they are. Sure. They are there. Um, it, it could happen. I, I'm a little disappointed. We can kind of segue uh, against their, um, you know, Man United game. I thought Man U played. Pretty damn good. Pretty fast. Um, yeah. Obviously way better than they have in, in recent games. Um, you know, I thought Everton would play a lot better because they have been playing with a little more fire and motivation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but United tore them up. Yeah. Um, I thought, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe a little bit on, on United forcing this to happen. But I thought Everton just looked a little bit more disorganized especially defensively than right than we have seen um which is a bummer but you know maybe that's just man you tearing them apart a little bit and pulling them out of position but uh, i mean yeah my my big takeaway from that game was rashford coming off with an injury before the end of the game so was there i don't think timetable on that i don't think we know anything yet um but i think they were saying it looked kind of like like growing area ish, so uh, if he's out, it could could hurt United's run in here a little bit. But we'll have to wait and see. Okay, well they got glue guy Casemiro coming back next week. Um, Erickson got on the pitch. Good to see him back. Uh, no, it will be interesting to see how they work in Sabitzer, Erickson, Casemiro. Like they got a lot of midfielders in there now, um, yeah. and, and you know how they work out their touches will be. I don't know, slightly fascinating. But with Rashford off, they might have to change up their formation a bit. Uh, Martial came on. Like, we might see more of him. Jaden Sancho with the assist, looking like, maybe not his old self, but at least getting some confidence back. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, that'll be a team, I guess, to watch, just to see how they finish out the season. Because they, they've been on a bit of a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I want to. I really want to talk about Tottenham and Brighton. Because I, I think Brighton got robbed so hard. For sure. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> two where, times. Where, Ro- where Robertson got the physical elbow to the face, Brighton got the, like, metaphorical elbow. <laughs> oh, dude, they got a straight punch to the nose. Okay. I don't even... Okay, so... So... We'll, we'll talk Matoma first and his goal. Yeah. That was really hard. I, I couldn't watch that once and give you a straight answer. No. Ball hit no. him. Ball hit him. I would say more of the bicep than the shoulder. Is that fair? Uh, yeah. He didn't do anything egregious to where his arm was extending outwards. I think it was in a natural, somewhat a natural caressing of the ball. Yeah. Posture. Um. You know, in real time, damn close. You slow mo it. The ball hits him like right in here and kind of rolls this way. If the ball was cut in half. 
68% of that ball was on his bicep. Okay? Yeah. If 40% of that ball is on his bicep, they rule that a goal. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that fair? Yeah. So do you, do you, did they make the right call there? I mean, me personally, I think that that goal stands. Like, especially yeah. with how they have the handball rule kind of classified now is like, you know, above the shirt line is is not a handball. And yeah, it kind of hits that like pocket of like shoulder bicep area. It, so it was kind of that it was all in his jersey though, no? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's right in there. So like I don't know. I mean it, it's hard to tell, but again from the the uh, views that we were shown that VAR was looking at, I don't think there's anything conclusive that you could say, yes, handball. Um, for me, I think that goal stands, honestly. Like, And that's not just because it's versus Tottenham. Like, I'm trying to go off of pure like what the handball rule is supposed to be. And I know there's a lot of gray area so <laughs> around what's a handball and what's not these days. But, but that's been like the more consistent thing of like above the shirt line, sleeve line is you know fair game granted you know i think there's some some gray area even in that of like what kind of movement you make but i think yeah like you said you know it's a normal posture to try and like chest the ball down as he's running yeah he's catching the ball with his body and like yeah that's what your arms do yeah i I, i'm i'm 80 percent for it being a goal i'm 20 percent understanding Maybe not why they called it back, but just being like, I don't know. Now, they called it a goal on the field, correct? Uh, I'm pretty sure, yeah. I'm pretty sure they called it a goal on the field. I think it has to stand because they called it a goal. If they would have said yeah. no goal and looked uh, at it and said no goal, okay. I think I think because it was called a, a goal on the field, okay, do your VAR check. But then it, it wasn't even one of those where like the ref goes over to the monitor to, nope. to take a second look. Didn't look at it. So... I mean, that's where it feels harsh, too, of, like, he just he just took VAR at their word, which, I don't know. I feel like if it's getting checked like that, you should go have another look at the monitor. It doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't want to look at that. Why would you not yeah. want to look at that as a, as a referee on the field and be like, oh, was that the right? Like, let me just check it. Yeah. Are they not allowed mean, to? You must be able to. Like, I think once it goes to VAR check, you can, you can go look. And it wasn't like it, you know, they they checked it one replay and they said, oh no, clear handball and moved on. It they, you know, took a minute or two to look at mm-hmm. it. And, I mean, yeah, I don't think there's any view that conclusively says it's a handball, but oh well, that's just one. All one right, disallowed goal. I've been I've been trying to like not get too fired up on it, but I'm ready to ready to fucking go, Chad. Okay, how how was McAllister's ball? The deflection off of his side, a handball. Tell me. Make make me believe that that was a handball. Go. <laughs> um, well, you see, the ball formed around his side and crawled up his arm and then and then went into the goal. So Now, now correct me if I'm wrong. McAllister was almost hugging his torso, no? He, oh, yeah. He was as tucked in as you could be in that situation. So, so when you tuck... How how are your arms off your body? And it wasn't even just a tuck. It was a tuck and like turn a away turn. from the from the shot. Like so he's doing everything he can to get out of the way. 
again, I think even at, at the looks that we, the viewers, got, I would say there's nothing super conclusive that that's off his, his arm or anything, right? Nothing. To me, it, no. it looked like the side, to me. <laughs> and and maybe there's a view out there that we haven't seen or something, but um, it is a deflection, but I don't think it's an illegal deflection or or use of arm to to get the goal. But again, it's that, it's that gray area they got now with the handball rule of like, if it touches any part of the arm leading to a goal, it's a handball. It's just like... But his arms are on his body. That's... that's yeah. it, this is... You put you put Matoma's goal and this goal next to each other, and they are night and day. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if 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 we want to call Matoma's goal like a, a clear handball, like this one surely is not. Like you can't be more compact of a player in that situation. And I don't know. I don't know. For me, that one should stand too. If if you're giving me one of them, I would. Probably say this Welbeck goal stands more oh, so than Matoma. I know it's like, dude, what? <sighs> they got they got burned so hard in this game. I, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, and then their coaches were going at it too, which was awesome. Love a yeah. little bit. Of, love a little bit of was, uh, banter on the sideline. I, I don't know if you saw, but like even prior to the game starting, they were like having some words with each other. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There was some some history going yeah, some on beef. there and. And then, yeah, it just kind of blew up a little bit more. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Tottenham is, is lucky to get away with the win here. Um, I didn't see it in the highlights, but I, it, it was I saw the post of it that there was a, a foul on Matoma in the box um, for a penalty, but it was not checked by VAR. Was this near uh, the end of the game? Yeah, I think it was towards the end. Like, the ball... Um, comes into him and he like puts his leg out to you know control it and kind of uh, pass it off and I think it's Hoiberg um, you know goes in to tackle him but like kind of just steps on his foot after the ball is left hmm. and I don't I mean maybe you wouldn't call it a penalty but like for VAR to not check it at all was another questionable kind of <laughs> But what are we doing here? <laughs> I think the league wants Tottenham to win these games. <laughs> I don't know. I, just after this one, those t- taking back technically what? Three goals, right? Um, no, I guess just two. Two, two that probably should have stood. If it is a penalty on Matoma, then you know maybe a third. But um, yeah, I don't know. I saw a lot of Brighton fans saying that. They've gotten four apologies from PGMOL for you know VAR inaccuracies, and they're expecting the fifth here any any day now. <laughs> oh man, that's crazy. Um, yeah. Well, credit where credit is due. Son hit an amazing goal um, when he yeah. loaded up. I was like, uh oh. I think I, I'm pretty sure I said uh oh out loud, but like five <laughs> seconds before because I saw him like kind of eyeing it up. Yeah. And uh, so kudos to him, hundredth goal. Uh, for him, um, the most First goals. Asian player to do so. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. my question is, do you think Matoma beats that record? Um, maybe. 
I think it's. I think it yeah, maybe is a good answer. It could yeah. happen. I mean, yeah, Matoma looks looks really good. Um, you know, it definitely has age on his side. Um, I think it just kind of depends what he wants to do with his career. If he wants to stay in the Premier League or, you know, venture out somewhere else or, or what. But he's he's got goals in him. He's got assists in him, too. So he could at least come close to it if he hangs out in the Premier League for most of his career. Yeah, he's 25. Um, yeah. Son is 30. And, like, Son's been in the Premier League for, what, almost five years? So kind of like... I think so. I don't know, not not identical timelines, but fairly similar on, on the way they're coming up. So it'll be interesting to see how he how he goes about his career. I hope he stays at Brighton because that club is just yeah, super cool. fun to watch, and uh, I don't know, he fits their style really nicely. That whole team is like dialed in. That's why, like this game, you know, we talked about it last week, saying like, oh, they're gonna you know smoke Tottenham, and like if, 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 if we're if we're tallying ghost goals, they they crushed them, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I think Brighton out, outplayed Tottenham. Like they they mm-hmm. looked the better side. I think for you know vast majority of of the game. Yep. Um, just got unlucky on on some of these calls. I think, and that's what it comes down to sometimes. Yeah, it's quite unfortunate. Um, all right, Wolves and Chelsea. Oh, I'm ready to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Frank is back at the wheel. Driving Chelsea to their uh, their future at holding down number eleven. We thought ten was good, but number eleven, the symmetry between the ones. Mm. He knows what he's about. <laughs> Chad, they lost one nil to the Wolves. Sure did. And honestly, the Wolves were one of the worst teams to start this Premier League, and they've they've come a long way. Um, why? What? What is Chelsea doing? Like, what is this? <laughs> um, what do we even say about them anymore? I just, at this point, it, it just kind of feels like one of those teams where it's like more individuals than than an actual team. Like, I just don't think they mesh very well. Um, and you know, granted, there's some turbulence right now of of switching managers and altering the systems because of that. But like. You know, Wolves looked like they had way more fight and drive to play this game than than Chelsea did, and and I mean they they paid the price. I mean, yeah, but Wolves, I caught a glimpse of this game. Didn't look like they played like amazing. No, that was, that, was not, that was not their best game of the year. Um, not, but I think they just they had the energy that that Chelsea was kind of missing, and. Um, you know what we? I think we said Chelsea had 13 shots, only one on target. Like you're getting shots off, but you got to find a little bit more quality in those shots. At least force a save. <laughs> Crazy. I I think uh, having Diego Costa in, in the starting lineup was a smart move to make, just because oh, yeah. like the club might have rallied behind it a little bit more as well. I mean, like yo, let's get one for for Costa. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's just like. Damn Chelsea, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> what are uh, you doing? Yeah, I mean, Nunez with what a rocket of a of a hit for like, sure. If Holland's goal didn't go in, that might have been my goal of the week. It was just like, I mean, you know that the volley, but just so much power on it too. Just 
there's no stopping that. No, Kristen uh, made a comment too about that goal being like she she said like whoa, and it was my second time watching it because I I saw it live and I was going back just to see if anything had happened um, mm-hmm. that I missed, and she was like that was a freaking hit. And I was like sure, it's crazy, <laughs> but it wasn't a striker. Uh, so yeah. our tally continues. Um, <laughs> Wolves without a without a striking goal, uh, but still winning games. Um, yeah. Why do you think? Mudrick is not playing the entire game. Um, I don't know. I mean, you could you could argue it's just allowing him to kind of get acclimated to the Premier League. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you there. It's been four months. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, we've seen players take longer to get really settled in the Premier League and then start performing. Um, that said, though, I mean, the times he's been out there, his performances haven't been great. Right. I mean, so, Chelsea, like, Chelsea hasn't been great, but, you know, he hasn't shown a whole lot of spark into, like, what could be, you know? So, like, shouldn't he be playing these entire games to get acclimated? That's, like, that's the point I'm trying to make. It's like, oh, let's bring him in at yeah. the 70th minute while we're down 1 0. And, like, <laughs> get him used to the Premier League. It's like, uh, like. You should be doing I mean, this. It, it, I personally think I, if this is your future, this is the guy you signed for seven years, he should be playing like Enzo. Enzo's in the entire game. I get it. Different position, different play style. But you're essentially betting your future on a guy who's only playing 20 minutes in this game. Um, I don't know. I, I would just be taking a different approach. Like, sure, scrap the season. You could lose every game from here on out, and next year doesn't change anything. But at least yeah. start playing the guys who you think are going to play next year. Um, and be the the dudes moving forward. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that's I think just how I feel. That makes sense to me. I mean, you're you're playing. I mean, at least as it's marked on the, uh, you know, formation sheet, Felix is is playing in that left wing where Mudrick should be playing. Right. So why not play him more centrally so you can start Mudrick out there? You got a lot of pace up front. You know, you you have Kovacic and and Enzo in the midfield to find their runs and stuff and um i don't know it's, it's this like attachment to playing Havertz as a striker when he's not really a striker yep. and like i get that felix is a little bit of the same mold but i think just more technical and and more um assured in his shots and, and runs and everything so i don't know I, it, it's it's been chelsea the whole season you know just what is going on here and I mean, we didn't even really say too much about it, but I don't think bringing Lampard back as the interim dude is is the move. <laughs> snip, <laughs> snap, like, snip, snap, snip, snap, snip, yeah. snap. I just, for me, I thought they got rid of Potter because they had an opportunity to sign someone, and like they knew it. Like it, it was set in stone. We just got to get rid of Potter. And if that was the case, that makes sense because. You can still kind of scrap the back end of this season, but you, you know the the new guy has eight nine games to start to get his influence in the squad and start to build rather than waiting till summer and you know kind of going into the the, the season with unknowns, right? Mm-hmm. So to bring in Lampard, who didn't have a great time at Chelsea as manager. 
had a worse time at Everton. That's insane. Much worse at Everton. <laughs> you know, it, it's not a uh, not a very exciting appointment, and I think players too would probably look at that and maybe raise an eyebrow or two of like, oh, uh, sure. Do you think? So? Yeah. Do you think hiring Lampard made them go, oh, we're gonna try real hard for him? Hell <laughs> yeah, no. Right. And that's what I'm kind of saying is like, if you. If you sack Potter and the dude you want to replace him is not available yet or, or you're still figuring that out, okay, cool. But, like, I think you got to try and bring in someone with a little bit more, um, I don't know, experience or something. Because you're still in the Champions League. You can be <laughs> against Real Madrid. <laughs> yeah, like two days. It, it's a big test. But if you, bring, if you can find someone that has some level of experience there to just, like, try and get you through Champions League, you have quality in that squad to potentially go and win the whole thing. It would take some some luck and some doing. But, like, why not make a push for that and, and see what happens there? I mean, I don't know who you get. I don't know who is available. I just don't know that Lampard is, like, I think the, I, the move. I think there was a, a manager who coached a team halfway through the season and then won Champions League for them. Oh, that's Tuchel with Chelsea. Yes, that's what it was. Uh, he just got hired by Bayern they, Munich. They, they just missed out on him. Oh, just crucial. <laughs> they hired the guy who's replacing the guy who's replacing the guy that they might play in Champions League. Fascinating. Yeah. Could you that's... imagine if they hired Tuchel back? I kind of wish they would have. I mean, honestly, I don't think that would have been a bad move. I don't think he would have came back. But like, I don't think so either. I, I think that that would have shown a lot of, you know, I guess humility from new owners and the club of like, we fucked okay, up. we didn't, yeah, we didn't see eye to eye initially. We thought, you know, grass was greener and all this, but like, please come back. Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Holy shit. <laughs> That would be insane. Uh, what do you think Lampard's first words were to his uh, to his club? Because I'm for me, I'm just imagining he sees like Reese James and like Kepa. He goes hello again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! He, he probably walked in. He said, ah, "You know, it's, it's, it's good to be back. It, it's this feels right." And everyone's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> That's wild. Insane. Um, gosh, I can't imagine he's there next year. He should just work. All these guys like who aren't going the, the company route, they should just work in the front office for a while. Be be player development. Do something to like be involved. But having your name on that team sheet saying managed by XXX, yeah. like that's just like... I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I can't I believe mean, he's with Chelsea again. That's all I'm trying I to just, say. Yeah, yeah, I think they're just moving too quickly. Like, you know, look at at company and Arteta. They they both did some time working with Pep. Like, you're working with you know one of the the best managers that's been in the game, right? Like, Lamps kind of did too, though. Not enough, yeah. but he kind of yeah. did. Yeah, but I mean, okay, but. You go to, I think he went to, to to Derby or something, and like did decent with them in Championship and. Um, Lampard did th- really. Yeah, I don't know. Um, or maybe he was a different one, but well, was, he went was, to New York, and then he came back yeah. to like City. Um, 
I know Rooney, didn't Rooney coach at Derby? Mm, oh, that might have been Rooney, but at, Lampard coached some championship side. Um, but I mean, yeah, I think it's just oh, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Derby, Derby County FC 2018-2019. Yeah, I think you just got to take some, some more steps in between. Like, like Rooney is, you know, now coaching a MLS side, which like level of play is, is, you know, not Premier League, but, you know, it's... It's still a, a decent manager job, right? Mm-hmm. And and a step towards a bigger and better thing if that's what he wants. Whereas now, you know, Lampard, okay, you got to manage in the Premier League, but like didn't do so hot with Chelsea, almost got Everton relegated. And now like those are two strikes on your resume, right? Whereas like Rooney is like not perfect in in his managerial career, but like it's not expected to be perfect. Like no one really comes into these jobs and, you know, knocks it out of the park right away. I won't be shocked if Rooney gets a job in a top five league in Europe in a couple of years. Derby oh, for yeah. two years, DC United for you know, now. Uh, I don't know. I think that's the right approach. And, and, and seeing the managers, you know, there was a list that went out of uh, tenureships of all the managers. And it was like after... Uh, I want to say it was Brentford's coach. The list dropped off to like coaches less than a year. Oh yeah, with like Ten Hag leading the way, and he got signed in like August, which mm-hmm. is crazy. So I don't know. I I, I think long term managers just do so much better than hiring these guys and expecting fast results. But that's the world we live in. They want results <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. However, Chelsea is not getting them, nor is. I don't know. Excuse me. A lot of these other teams who hire new managers and have fired them. 12. And I think by tomorrow, I think by tomorrow we'll have the 13th manager fired. You think so? Yeah. I can't tell you who. Um, <laughs> you just got a feeling. <laughs> I got a feeling. I, I, I think it, I think it's probably going to be Cooper with Forrest. As I, as I, I mean, look he, at my list. He's the only one that makes sense. Like Southampton could, but like, they're not going to do it for the third time. I mean, yeah, you're going down. Like, I don't know. If you try and find someone new to, like, rally the troops for the last seven, eight games, it's not impossible. But, like, <laughs> I don't think it's very likely either. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think Cooper's the only one that's really on the chopping block. You could. Moyes. Moyes is there. Moyes. Uh, he got I mean, the they, win. They, Got a couple wins in their recent games. I think your only other like questionable one would be um, at Fulham, since they've just been in like free fall now for a while. And they've already fired know. one coach. You're still tenth, so like is, right. So that's what I mean. Like, what would what would firing your coach if you're going to finish between ten and fourteen anyway? Like, maybe not fire him now, but at least probably for next season, unless they are just like. In, yeah, in yeah. love with him, which they they could again they could be that team has had some weird things happen to them. Mitrovic is doing them no favors. I will not be surprised if Mitrovic is not on this team next year. Um, I feel like that's kind yeah. of you know, despite him being a pretty good player for the first two and a half months, virtually he's done nothing since November. Um, besides yeah. hurt, besides hurt the team. Yeah, yeah, he really put on a show leading up to the oh, World Cup. Insane came back, had some injury issues, and then like when he finally gets back from injury, just blows up and gets the eight-match ban. <laughs> I was a huge fan. A huge fan. Yeah. It, it's unfortunate, but 
Um, I mean, yeah, I think Fulham, if they're smart, will probably try to move away from him. You just you need someone more reliable, whether it's the goal scoring or just being available for selection. Okay, where does where does Mitrovic go? Where does he land? If he stays in England, of course. Yeah. Um, um, I feel like, I mean, I, I could see him at like a, maybe like a West Ham, Bournemouth, maybe even Everton if they stay up. Like, mm-hmm. I can see Everton. There's there's quality in him. It's just, he kind of feels like the uh, a Granite Xhaka kind of player where like, you got to... Set him up for success. What about and Chelsea? Not let him. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the lols, yeah. Send him to Chelsea, but um, I don't know. It just he definitely hurt his his potential here. <laughs> to be honest, I look at all these teams and realistically, I don't think any of them fit. I think Everton is probably. An okay nod, but again, like, do they want that type of player on their team? I don't know if he even plays in Premier League next year. I could see this being, yeah. like, his his true exit, and he goes to, I think, Italy. I think Italy suits him. Italy? Yeah. I can see it. Giroud's getting old. Zlatan's out. I feel like AC Milan might be that that club. Red and black. I think he looks good in red and black. <laughs> Pretty evil. Um, but yeah, Fulham lost 1-0 against the shaky West Ham, uh, thanks to an OG. Um, yeah, I don't know. Moyes is lucky he got away with, with this win, because uh, West Ham parked the bus for virtually the whole game. They wanted yeah. n- nothing to do with the ball. They said, get it out of here, as we talked about. Uh, a major- Between their four, four defenders, like upwards of 40 clearances between, yeah. between them. So that's kind of comical i don't think we've ever seen a stat like that before yeah, that, was, that was a lot um i'm tallying it up now 43 clearances uh well i guess way more than that probably close to what 50 54 close to 60 clearances as a team hey yay, yay. 60 yeah that's that's the uh get that ball away from me <laughs> yeah we want nothing to do with this absolutely nothing um fascinating 61 in total there's the hard number yeah (laughs) yeah but i mean i guess yeah i mean good result for west ham and that they got the three points especially coming off of that midweek loss to newcastle 5-1 they looked terrible on that one like worse than worse (laughs) but you know uh, not the most assured win but good to get a win after a game like that i guess (laughs) so let's just jump to newcastle really quick newcastle's won five in a row um they're kind of finding their groove right now uh they just lost st maximum again um no surprise there don't know the timetable but most likely he could be done for the end of the season i don't think newcastle i i don't see newcastle really risking anything unless they maybe start to sink ship and like holy crap we're gonna lose our top four spot um but I am liking the way they're playing. Like now they're just starting to score. That was like their biggest problem was they weren't scoring. And now all of a sudden they, you know, found their way with Isaac and he's, you know, right place, right time. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they just, they look good. you know, they, they were struggling to kind of 
convert their games from a draw to a win, and that was kind of my my issue with them when we were trying to decide on top four and all that. Um, but now, yeah, things are clicking. I think they're they're playing with a lot of energy. Um, maybe got a little bit lucky to get the win here away at Brentford, but you know, Tony just botched his his first penalty, made a second one, so fair enough. But <laughs> um, and then yeah, the the uh, the Raya own goal certainly doesn't help that situation, but. They look good. I mean, they're certainly up there fighting for top four, and it, it feels like if any team can avoid the the top four is lava game that always ends up happening. Like I think Newcastle might be the one to to get through that. So looking at top four now, if you have it open, do you think those teams those are the ones in that order? We'll call it that. Um. Yeah, I mean, Newcastle seems a little bit more, um, I guess, like stable and and on better form than United is right now. Um, United has definitely been playing good, um, not flying as much as they they were mm-hmm. after the World Cup and stuff. But um, yeah, they just they sh- seem a little more shaky. I mean, they do have Casemiro coming back, like we said, Erickson. But Rashford, big, like that's yeah. If Rashford's out for a while, that could really hurt. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Tottenham making any real push into the top four, you know. But I guess we'll I guess we'll see if they can get some more VAR luck. <laughs> I know, it's insane. Well, we roughly have little under two months to go roughly eight weeks of get of games left some teams have a couple makeups to happen but um it's just kind of crazy how much can still change and who might still drop points who might still climb um yeah. i want to believe liverpool can still climb up the table it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of good results for them to make six but you know what if this is the season that we can't make it happen i'm kind of okay with like doing a little reset um well yeah and, and you know, I think that was. I mean, it's always coming for every team, right? Of of when you got to kind of take a year off and and yep. reset and everything. So you know, yeah, if your reset year ends up with Liverpool and you know eight, seven, maybe getting up to six, five, maybe four. Like, <laughs> I believe that's not a, that's not a bad reset year. So no, I'm okay with if it. Ha- I mean, if we get fourth, obviously I'm happy with it but if we don't i'm okay with taking a year to be like okay we need to retool it um and and get back to where we were so i'll leave you with that um any other games you want to talk about any other crazy stats unfortunately i couldn't find anything i guess abnormal that happened this week um Um, usually a stat always pops up i'm like oh that's pretty interesting but i I didn't see anything uh at least on my end yeah um not too much. I mean, I, the only thing I really took note of was um, the midweek match between Leicester and Villa. Uh, Ollie Watkins, of course, scored again. Um, and he had scored in six consecutive away matches, which is hmm. first time anyone's done that since Aguero in 2017. So um, not that we needed to remind anyone that he's in great form right now, but <laughs> it's insane. there you go. Um, I guess this is a notable stat then. Uh, Michael Elise from Crystal Palace had three assists in today's game. That is the youngest 
uh, player to do so. Uh, 21 years, 18 days, oh, 118 days. Yeah. So, wow. but again, Leeds kind of let it all happen for him. Again, congrats. You got to earn it. But uh, <laughs> like that was, <laughs> that was a, a kind of a, a interesting stat on that end. Um, but that's about it. Uh, Robert. F- oh, check out this one. Robert Firmino has scored 11 goals in 15 league appearances against Arsenal. No Liverpool player has scored more against the Gunners in league history. 11 yeah, I and mean, 15. Whew. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's he, He's a good player. He he likes a game against Arsenal. Um, I mean, maybe I think some of that is benefit of like where Arsenal were in past seasons compared to now. Sure, but, sure. Um, I mean, he took advantage of that. So, so that's a good stat line for sure. Not <laughs> bad. 11 goals. It's going to be crazy when he leaves this team. Don't know where he hasn't said where he's going to go yet. Um, yeah. I don't know. I could imagine, like, if he goes to a Brighton or someone like that or Brentford, I just like, dang it, <laughs> should have just kept him. Yeah. Um. All right, you want to do nominations here? Yeah. All right. Let's start with goal because I'm pretty set on mine. I know mm. you said you had a couple others. Um. I do want to shout out Sun because that's just one of my favorite goals. I don't think I'll ever see a goal like that and not be like. That was awesome because it was. They're just always so nice. Perfect curler, um, but Holland, dude, doesn't want any anything from us because we've been like purposely we hold against it. We hold him to a super high standard. The man scored two goals this week, and I don't think he's gonna get my uh, my nod because we can't. We said he's got to get yeah. three. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's kind of where I leave it. Yeah. Um I mean yeah, Holland's gold be my my pick for sure. Okay. Um the only other yeah, ones that I want to call out uh well the Nuñez goal that Wolves got against mm. Chelsea I really liked. Yep. Son's goal I liked. Um midweek Ferguson had that back heel for Brighton. Oh yeah, that was really that nice. Was tight. That was that nice. probably would have been my maybe goal of the week or at least really in the conversation had Holland's not happened. Um yeah, I mean, those are kind of the big ones, but Holland took this one, I think. Yeah, Holland kind of balled out, like always, and we'll see it. Yeah. The stat you put on our Discord, too, of how many goals he scored per, per his appearances is yeah, just got absurd. Crazy numbers. Absurd. I mean, we knew, but like, still to see it laid out like that is just ridiculous. <laughs> Um, all right, then for defenders of the week, I think we're are we going to do a split Ramsdale and Allison? I like it. I mean, they both yeah. made like really key saves. You know, it wasn't the most saves ever in a game, but in a in a really tight match, you know, that could have very easily swung either way. So I think it's fair to shout them both out. I like it. All right, team, and then player. This is, this is where it's going to get a little funky. Um, I do like Michael Alise getting the three assists, and now that he's the youngest player ever to do it, um, that definitely, I don't know, puts a little more value on it. We did get Trissard, um, yeah. player of the week for the triple assist mark. Um, yeah, I I mean, I had him. Um, the only other one I really kind of, I guess, just want to, like, call attention to would be Sun for you know 100 Premier League goals you know um, first Asian player to do it like it's a big deal 
Yeah. So, I don't. But then, yeah, it feels wrong to go against a hat trick of assists <laughs> for the youngest player too. But yeah, I, you know, <laughs> context for that role. I'm trying to just go by who was who was the player of this mm-hmm. week, and like, yes, Son might be the hundredth goal. Like that's super cool, and the way he did it was awesome. But like. I don't know. You don't see it, Mike. You don't see three assists very often, um, yeah. especially by a twenty-one-year-old. So that's that's where I kind of want to lean. Um, yeah. I I want if Ollie Watkins had two goals in one of these games, he would he would probably get it. Um, yeah. For context he's and just for on the door, you know, he's right there, and I do think it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, just like I think Holland, we're just waiting for a hat trick from him. Like it, it's yeah. it's coming. Uh, Maybe next yeah. week. Do you think? Do you think Holland gets a hat trick next week? Lester. Lester. I mean, if... probably right. That's probably the Lester, one. Lester. So yeah, it could happen. We're waiting for you, Holland. As soon as you get the hat trick, we're pretty much handing it to you. Yeah. Um, unless someone puts up four or five, which would be just very dramatic. But I don't. I don't know if that'll happen. Um, yeah. All right. Are we in agreement, Elise? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's that's a good shout. And now team of the week. Now for team, I'm kinda, I kind of I kind of want to focus on the games that happened midweek too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should take into account both of those games. Um, it's it's tough, man. If I thought Leeds would maybe get this win today, and they were probably going to be my shout, but since they lost mm-hmm. today, change things up a little bit. <laughs> um, Newcastle scoring seven, allowing two. That looks really yeah. good. Yeah, this, this I mean, a tough one. I'm kind of leaning towards Newcastle. Like, you put five past West Ham away from home. Um, you know, you go away to Brentford, who have had a pretty good, not only home record but just game record of, of not really losing too much in the second half of the season. Um, you know, a little bit of luck on their side for that one, but a win's a win. So, I mean, they're they're definitely in the shout for it. Um, I mean, I, I, you could say Aston Villa, too. They, you know, went away to Le- or, uh, Leicester, and then the only thing is, like, Forrest didn't really, like, trouble them too much at home, but yeah. maybe that's just more... Aston Villa being dominant at home? I don't know. Yeah. um... (laughs) If if City played anyone else, I would think about it. If Crystal Palace played kind of any... Well, I don't know. Leeds isn't in relegation right now. Um, I think Crystal Palace won it last week. No. Didn't they? It was Uh, was Aston Villa or... uh, Crystal. I don't know. That was a whole week ago. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was Ashton Villa. Yeah. Oh no, it was, it was Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they won Team of the Week last week. Um, I think. See, maybe we went a week early on them. <laughs> well, yeah, we might have gone a little early, just a little bit. Um, Ashton Villa has not won it for us. Okay. So so two wins in a week might do it. What did Ash? I feel like Ashton Villa won something from us recently. Oh, Emmy, uh, Emmy won it. Emmy, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so again, I you know I think Newcastle or Ashton Villa. 
Uh, I think Newcastle maybe won it from us a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, not not yeah. on Instagram. They didn't win it on Instagram. So Newcastle is one we haven't chosen yet. Yeah. Um, I think I'd maybe lean Newcastle. I mean, you got two away wins. Um you know, West Ham has not been great, but to still put five past them, I think, is a pretty good look. Um, and arguably, Brentford has looked pretty good. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if they gotta if they gotta have at least one game where they earned, um, Brentford's probably that one. Brentford is, I don't want to say falling off a little bit, but Nick Pope made a big PK save, and like mm-hmm. that that goes a long way too for for yeah. a majority of the season. So. Um, if you're down for Newcastle, I could be down for Newcastle as well. Yeah, yeah, I think that that sounds good. Sweet. So we have Newcastle team of the week winning five one and two one. Player of the week being Michael Allies with his triple assists. Uh, goal of the week going to Erling Holland for his wacky doodle contortion <laughs> thing. I don't even like what what type of goal is that? What is, I know it's a it's a bike, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't even like a scissor kick. It wasn't even a bike. It was like a he just swings the leg. And... <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll call Erling Holland the swinger goal. And uh, our defensive players split between Allison and Ramsdale for giving a, a thriller uh, of a Sunday afternoon, uh, early morning game for the West Coast people. Um, that was a fun week. I, I wish all weeks were this yeah. busy. Uh, but now we're getting into crunch time. Uh, next week we'll just have Saturday and Sunday games loaded up Saturday. Uh, Chelsea Brighton on my list. Um, that's kind of the biggest one. Ashton Villa, Newcastle though, that's up there. Two teams that that, that could be a doozy. Worth to keep an eye on for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, Oh, Bournemouth and Tottenham. Last time Tottenham had Bournemouth, things did not go their way until the very last second. So maybe Bournemouth, the redemption team because i've been there i've seen that i've heard that uh they, they might come in and, and and do something naughty uh yeah. so yeah that'll, that'll be fun so yeah. yeah all right chad anything else for us um not too much sac republic update i guess real quick um <laughs> open cup match midweek Started terribly. Yes. Um, granted, they played a lot of you know bench players and young players. Um, went down two nil pretty quickly. Didn't really bring it back until like the 80th minute when more of the starters were in the game. Goes extra time. You know they go down three two. Uh, get it back to three three pretty quickly. Luckily, and then you know it goes to to down 4-3 and you're just like what the hell's going on with this game <laughs> and then luckily they they turned it on and got it to 5-4 but i just i don't ever want to see a nine goal game ever again i don't care if it's nine four sac republic it was just too much too what? many goals. that's a lot you want it you want to see nine nil trust me i've been there it's great <laughs> yeah hell take uh, seven <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, great to to keep the Open Cup run alive. Mm-hmm. They play uh, Oakland Roots in the okay. next round at home, so um, little local riv- rivalry. Nice. 
so that'll be cool. Um, and then, yeah, last night they went away to San Antonio, who won the whole league last year. Um, got a draw from that, so I think a pretty good away draw there. So, yeah, Sac Republic still top of the table with San Antonio. They both got 11 points, so cruising right now. Well, I hope they, they keep it going. Um, yeah. I do want to shout out San Francisco just got a WSL uh, team, uh, mm-hmm. Women's Soccer League. So they'll be going, I think next season is when they'll start it up. Okay. Um, but congrats to them. That'll be super fun. I have a lot of, I have a couple of friends in the Bay who've been posting tweets about it. So nice. it's cool to see that up and coming. And, you know, like us, we'll hopefully get our Women's World Cup show on the road and uh, bring in a nice new crowd of people. But anything else for us, Chad? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, with that, episode 31 is in the books. We are having a pretty happy day since we split a draw. I'm okay with it. No, no hard feelings. We move no, on. No one's sad here. Uh, episode 31. Hope everyone has a great Sunday afternoon. Again, we did this one early. Um, with that, who against pitch? We're out. Peace. Peace.